why I think every real estate agent should write a book is it's a differentiator, right? You give someone, a lot of people say the book is a new business card. I think a book is better than a business card. You give someone a business card, they're probably going to throw it away within 24 hours, right? You give them a book, they're going to keep that book. And every time they see that book, they think of you. And so that's where, you know, my mom's a real estate agent and I've been telling her for years, mom, you need to write a book that's about like the 10 things you need to know before buying real estate in insert the local market or city that you're in, right? Or, uh, you know, uh, 10 things to know before hiring, hiring a realtor to buy a home in XYZ, the city that you're living in. Even something as simple as that. And then what I would do is I would paint the earth <laughs> with those books. And so I would go to Chamber of Commerce. I would go, I mean, your own, uh, you know, where, whatever the brokerage that you're at, put them out in the lobby. Right? People come in, they're going to say, oh, that's interesting. They're going to grab a copy of the book. If they got the choice to work with one of multiple realtors at your office, who do you think they're going to work with? So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui. I'm excited about today's interview. I get to introduce to you, I get to interview somebody that I would say recently met, but also now feel like we're becoming friends, which is making it more and more exciting. We've actually met several times over the past couple of years in Austin. We're both fairly recent transplants and he is huge in the business space, but I'm going to let you guys figure out, you know, what sort of business and how, but I get to introduce Chandler Bolt. Chandler, how's it going? Aaron, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so the when did you move out to Austin? May of 21. Yeah, May of 2021. Yeah, Don't the and you and so where were you originally from? Uh, originally from South Carolina. I spent a few years in South California, Car- but I don't tell anyone about that. <laughs> or no, yeah, I, I tell people like, about that, just not Texans. <laughs> and they're like, hey, where'd you move from? Say, oh, I'm from South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. the I mean, I realized it was totally different. I thought I was a really bad driver when I first got out here because people were always flipping me off and honking at me. But the And my kids would say it too. My wife and kids would go, no, you're clueless how bad of a driver you are. But as soon as I put Texas plates on the car, that totally stopped. <laughs> the, um, it was people did not like seeing um, the California plates, especially during that kind of weird time. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. And, um, and yeah, there's just a lot of cool, fun stuff going on, but like, so your company, of course, selfpublishing.com, I got to have you come speak at our mastermind to our real estate people that came out, uh, from all over the U S uh, just a couple weeks ago, um, down in downtown Austin, we had a ton of fun down there, but you came and you shared a bunch of stories and a bunch of tactics and really helping to encourage people like that there's, that there's a book in everybody and you know, they could go write a book. And the reason I wanted to get you on the podcast right away is because after that talk, I had so many people coming up to me going, you know, I never thought that I could have written a book. I never would have pictured myself as being somebody that could write a book. I never thought I was important enough. I never thought I was valued enough. There's all these things that people say about it, or it's like too huge of a thing, but they came out so inspired, like, but I'm going to write a book. And when you get to see it in somebody's eyes, so I've written a couple books. 
I think it's it's a, a fun experience. It's a great experience. It created a whole bunch of different avenues in life. But how did you get into book writing, and why and and why has it become so important? Yeah, so I mean, I think I I, I am like a lot of those people. Where I, you know, I'm a C level English student and a college dropout with ADHD. Uh, so kind of the last person you'd ever think would write a book. Um, but I wrote and published a couple as I was dropping out of school and they did pretty well. And then people said, Hey, how are you doing this? And so I kind of use life experience running more brick and mortar businesses. Um, so I'd ran, it was like my first company that hit six figures in college. That was a, a house painting company while being a college student. So, Hey, what are those? kind of productivity and time management and lessons as an entrepreneur going from kind of entrepreneur to entrepreneur. And so that sparked the first book, the first couple of books. And then they, they did well. People said, Hey, how are you doing that? And then that led to us uh, teaching other people how to do it um, through self-publishing school and now selfpublishing.com. And man, uh, we've been going for about eight years. We've published uh, over 7,000 books in that time period. And, uh, that helped me get on Forbes 30 under 30, Inc. 5,000, fastest growing companies a bunch of years in a row. And so we've just got kind of been in scaling mode since then. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun because I went from someone who didn't like reading or writing to now I like reading. I still don't really like writing that much. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's unlocked all of this, uh, yeah, this, this passion for books because I believe that books change lives and I've seen it happen in my business and in my life. As you said, about nine years ago, that's when you started doing the book stuff. Eight, uh, yep, eight, eight years. So the so I remember seeing, I think something of yours at an event. I want to say it must have been right around the time you started, like a I think really. You saw like, me speak at the How Elrod event in like maybe 2015, 2016. Yeah, the uh, best year ever. I think they yep. called it or best year ever blueprint. Um, yeah, yeah, that would have that would have been was, it. So I'm, I think that was my first speaking gig ever. If if it well, if it wasn't my first, it was very much one of the first. Because I this is kind of a story within the story, but one of my hustles early on when I dropped out of school is I would reach out to people who had conferences and I'd say, Hey, I can't afford to come to this conference, but I'll sweep the floors, I'll run the mics, I'll drive speakers, like whatever you need me to do, I'll volunteer. I just want to be in the room. And so that's what I did with Hal. And I was a volunteer the first year and then did this little bit where I was joking around with the team and you know they were giving away five minute journals and I was showing them my little Oprah bit, which was just like, everyone gets humpback whales. You get a humpback, you know, it's just like that whole thing that uh, they did make fun of Oprah of how she does those giveaways. And so I went up on stage and I did this miracle morning giveaway and, or not miracle morning, um, five minute journal giveaway and everyone just went crazy. And so then after that, I was like, hey, how? like, I'd love to come back and speak about book stuff. And so the next year I spoke and then that was a big jumping off point for the business. Uh, Hal's been our biggest promoter and sent us more business than anyone ever. And, and so that, yeah, that was, you saw like the early, the early days. Dude, that's incredible. I hope that listeners like caught that part that Chan, like when people were doing these conferences, these mastermind, these whatever, and reaching out and saying, Hey, I want to volunteer. It's common for GoBundance too. So everybody knows that GoBundance is a big mastermind that I'm a part of. I'm a member of, right? I joined a long time ago. The reason I talk about it all the time is it helped change my life. I'm still part of it. Um, but they, they, at every event, there's people called Go Crew, like volunteers. And the volunteers have to do all sorts of stuff, right? Like you're saying like sweep the floor. Yeah, yes, it's, it's all that stuff. 
but like just being able to be in the room and being near it. But talk about the, and but what happens a lot of the time for those guys in particular is the best ones get job offers and they get job offers from other people running the events and going, Hey, I see you're a hustler. I see that you're a helper. Do you want to come be my assistant? Do you want to come be a part of my business? But I love your story that like you volunteered to be there. You took, you shot your shot, right? Like you didn't just volunteer and like sit in the back. You volunteered and then you want to be the best volunteer and you want to be brave and like get out there and like you get on stage when you don't know any of them and you're volunteering. And then the next year you're speaking um, I think that's a tactic in life that people should be thinking about and hearing about. I'd never heard that story um, of yours. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, jump back for a second too. So painting company. So in college, you ran a painting company. Is that like college pro painters? Was it your own thing? Exactly. What was it? Yeah, uh, it, w- it wasn't college pro, but it was student painters, which is uh, very, very similar. So they teach you how to run a business by running a house painting business. Uh, I, I look at it kind of like it's a part internship, part a franchisee, like a kind of mm-hmm. a blend of the two. You get a zip code, some marketing materials and a bunch of training and they let you loose. I, for people who've never heard of it, I would explain it. It's kind of like Navy SEAL hell week, um, but for seven months <laughs> and yeah. the business equivalent. I mean, it's all right, go sell people on painting their house when you've never painted a house in your life and then go hire painters, go door knock, go door to door. I mean, it's like, it's a crash course in business. It's the best thing I've ever done. It's what gave me the confidence to drop out of school. Yeah. It's like a free franchise, right? Free mm-hmm. meaning you don't have to pay an upfront cost to join, but it's a Correct. franchise in the sense that they that they arm you, but then you are going and starting a business from scratch. I actually yeah. almost did college pro painters. Um, I actually, I made it through the training. That was the first time I met Cameron Harold. The, uh, cool. it, and yeah. it was, it took us, it, it took us a while because when Cameron and I became friends like 10 years later, I realized like that was actually the first time I, I met him. But back then it was, it was, it was different. It was different stuff, yeah. different, different resumes, different everything, but the world is small. Some of those times, but what a way. So then you went and jumped off. You started a business and said, I'm going to, I'm going to drop out of school. How quickly after that did you realize that books was going to be the business? Yeah, it was as I was dropping out and when I published those couple books and they started doing well. And then people said, Hey, how are you doing this? And I think a lesson for people is, you know, I dropped out of school and I was working on a business that was just absolutely failing. It was the business that I thought people wanted, uh, or, you know, the product and stuff that I thought people, uh, wanted and I could sell. But meanwhile, people kept asking about the book stuff. And I think a lesson for people is what, you know, it's like you can only get smacked in the face so many times before you turn around and look. And you turn around and look and there's all these people waiting for you to teach this thing, right? Or asking you like, hey, can you help me with this? It's like, what, what's the thing in your life or in your business that people are asking about, asking for help on? And you're just kind of either ignoring it or just, you know, at the time I'd get on the phone for free for an hour and just say, hey, do this, do this, do this, do this. Uh, and then next, and then good luck, you know, but then finally said, hey, we, we you know, I should start a business here and should start charging for this. And so that's what ultimately created self-publishing school and now selfpublishing.com. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Buchastegui and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time. And when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is follow-up boss. There's a lot of superstars out there that use follow-up boss. What's your favorite CRM? We're using follow-up boss. 
So we use Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. I love Follow Up Boss. I love it. We have action plans now for bringing on new agents. We have action plans for our recruiting. Uh, we call them action plans and follow-up boss, which will trigger tasks for the agents to do as far as calling. Follow-up boss, I like more for the integrations with everything, MailChimp, call action, all those different products. I will say we used Sync and we switched from Sync to follow-up boss. Honestly, the greatest CRM I've ever used, I've used Rivity Sync. I've looked at Boomtown like real geeks, just a bunch of different ones. But me personally, I've fell in love with Fub about like seven months ago when I first started using it. I've used Boomtown. I've used Line Desk. I've used Conversion. And I think follow-up boss gives you the most integrations mm-hmm. that are simple. And it gives you the best ability to go and integrate large things into one single solitary platform. Yet at the same time, it's still affordable. I do like Follow Up Boss better just because it you can text from the app and things like that. It's just a little more convenient for me. Um, it tracks everything that I need. I can customize it if I want. If I want to go smart list based, that's fine. If I want to go task based, it's fine. I think it's one of the best systems and it's very user friendly. It just really helps me never drop a ball because it's so user friendly. I don't have a one horse in the race with Follow Up Boss. Purely objective. Follow Up Boss has been the best one that we've found. Now, I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. Thanks again. Now back to our show. I like that. And that was that's similar to what you mentioned um, You know, to our group in Austin. As you said, what's the – because somebody's first question is like, I, I'm never going to write a book. What would I write about? Like, what would I write about that somebody would want to hear? But the question that you ask people is you say, like, what's that thing that people are, what are you always talking about? Yeah. What do you love talking about? What do you love yeah. talking about that people want to listen? Because it's one thing to like want to talk about something, but it's, but uh, you get this validation as soon as people like, they, st- they stay for the story, right? They're, they're hearing you or they're asking you about it. And the, and I think for, you know, for real estate agents out there, it could be, depending on your niche, the question that you're getting a lot of, that you're talking a lot of, could be very different. But most of you guys have figured out, like, this is what I do different. People will ask you, like, how are you getting those leads? How are you so early in your career and you're doing that much volume, right? So there's a book in that about lead gen. You know, there's a, a book in how to do that. There's people that are calling and saying, how do I know when I'm ready to buy a house? Like friends, where they say, I'm a real estate agent. How do I know I'm ready to buy a house? And if that's the thing you're talking about, you know, can you think about, you know, for real estate agents, the, so finding the story or figuring out what they should write about, like that's kind of, I'm going to say that's the easy thing because that's the thing you're like, what are you talking about a lot of what should be a book about, but why should they write a book or why should anybody write? It's mostly real estate agents that are listening to this. There's people right now that are considering becoming a real estate agent. There's lenders, there's, you know, all sorts of stuff. But, but somebody says like, okay, I can write a book, but I don't make it, but people don't make money writing books. Like I've heard, you know, everyone says, I've heard that no one makes money writing books, which I believe is true if you're trying to figure out your cost of book based on how many people buy it. So is that true? Is that false? And or, um, you know, why should someone write one then? Yeah. So I'd say it it certainly is true for most people that you're not going to make a ton of money off the book. 
unless you self-publish and sell a ton of copies. And then you're, you're still probably not going to get rich uh, unless you're Hal Elrod, I guess, with American Warning. He's done crazy yep. well with that. Uh, but the, the bigger thing for a lot of people listening to this will be using a book to grow your business. And more specifically, how do you use the book to get more leads, sales, and referrals? And so why I think every real estate agent should write a book is it's a differentiator, right? You give someone, a lot of people say the book is a new business card. I think a book is better than a business card. You give someone a business card, they're probably going to throw it away within 24 hours, right? You give them a book, they're going to keep that book. And every time they see that book, they think of you. And so that's where... You know, my mom's a real estate agent and I've been telling her for years, mom, you need to write a book that's about like the 10 things you need to know before buying real estate in insert the local market or city that you're yeah. in. Right. Or, uh, you know, uh, 10 things to know before hiring, hiring a realtor to buy a home in X, Y, Z, the city that you're living in, even something as simple as that. And then what I would do is I would paint the earth with those books. And so I would go to chamber of commerce. I would go, I mean, your own, uh, you know, where, whatever the brokerage that you're at, put them out in the lobby, right? People come in, they're going to say, Oh, that's interesting. They're going to grab a copy of the book. If they got the choice to work with one of multiple realtors at your office, who do you think they're going to work with? Right? Same thing anywhere when people are on their way into town or, you know, goodie bags, like let's see, like a retirement center. Okay, I want my book and and every one of those because guess what people are probably doing when they're moving into a retirement center selling their home <laughs> that they just yeah. moved out of, right? So it's like where can I put books that that are speaking to my target market and just put them everywhere in my city and now all of a sudden I'm the realtor in that city, right? And we've had authors and our customers who have done this building out funds or so even if you're doing real estate investing it so they'll take their thesis like a couple examples would be uh, one is growing wealth with self-storage, AJ Osborne. Another one's Hayden yep. Crabtree wrote a book called Skip the Flip, right? And they have raised tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in funding from people who read their book and said, oh, I love this thesis. I don't really want to do it myself. You're doing it and you have a fund with good returns. How can I invest with you, right? And that's just a totally different conversation than please invest with me. <laughs> yeah. Can you please give me some money? I've got some good returns. It's like they're coming already qualified and ready to work with you. So that's why I think that uh, every realtor or real estate investor should write a book. You know, it's, it's kind of like a college degree for the, you know, when I try to think about it that way. So the, so when I look at someone who has a college degree compared to someone that doesn't, the, what they studied really doesn't matter to me because most of the time when we're 18, 19, 20, we don't really know what we're going to do in life. But it tells me that somebody st decided to stick with something for like four or five years, right? So there, it does give some validation. Now, the funny thing is I give my kids advice. Like I tell them, you don't need to go to college. Like I went to college and, and didn't necessarily need it. And their mom didn't go to college and she was super successful as a, as a broker. Um, but I kind of look at it almost like it's a, it's a checkbox, like whether they have a degree in engineering or whether they have a degree in philosophy, I'm like, cool, you went and got a four or five year degree in something like, okay, you could do the same. You could show up and do the same thing for five years without, you know, you know, without giving up. Like, that's good. That's a quality. That's a good quality in like a certain type of employee or certain to team member, you know, whichever it is not a great quality. If you're going to go start a self-publishing company uh, or a real estate investing company, you know, but it works for, um, for that other stuff. So I think that, that sometimes a book is like that. 
it's like an an extra you know who is this guy when it's like it helps to raise money when you get to see you know that sort of thing i think about the oh, so our two books our first book is it's called the five hour school week and when we wrote that one we had had this major change in our life you know 2017 we pull our kids out of school we start traveling the country and everyone starts asking like what are you doing like what are you what are you guys doing i thought your kids were in school because like they were they were in school and all of a sudden it's like October 10th on a Wednesday and we're in New York or we're in Cuba or Haiti and all these places. And people just kept asking Kalina, well, how do you teach? Well, what do you do? Well, what do you mean about this? Like, cause we had started what we called our five hour school week. And so it got, it finally got so many people were asking her where she was like replying back all the time to people. I'm like, you just need to take these questions that people are asking you and publish a book. So your first thing of like, write the thing you're always talking about. That was the five hour school week. And what's funny is that book actually makes money. Um, it's baffling now. Like the, we still sell, I think COVID really helped it. The, but that one every month, there's actually people still buying the book. Um, and so it's pretty cool because that was a passion of hers and people helped prove it out because everybody kept asking about it. And so now she could go, go go buy the book. And like, and the margin per book is like a dollar or two. So it's not huge, but it's still, we're getting a check because there are a lot of books, uh, that are still selling. And then my second book was the essentially our how to buy foreclosures book. I think it's, um, I wish I would have done a better name. It's called bidding to buy profits on the courthouse steps. I wish we would have just said how to buy foreclosures, right? That would have been a really good name, um, you know, for it. So the, so with that, yeah, you got it there. Awesome. You, you, you got it right next to you. So that was that, up at your event. I'm like, this is cool. It's, it's thin. It's simple. I thought the back matter was good. Uh, and it's very clear. I mean, I, I know you're probably thinking, I wish I would have had a more clever name, but it's, yeah pretty dang clear what the book's about, which I think is the most, we talk about this all the time. It's like clear, not clever. Your prospect or potential reader needs to instantly understand what the book's about and whether or not it's for them. And I looked at this and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I'm trying to get and do, do some more real estate investing. I'd love to learn more about foreclosures. So there, yes, you got it. So for those of you watching on YouTube, Chandler's holding up the book, or those of you that aren't watching on YouTube, Chandler got a copy of it. So the, and so that book, the, um, that has really been like this business card. And it's been this business card that people do reach out and say, Hey, I, I read your book. Can I partner with you? Can I invest with you? Cause I gave all of my tactics away and they said, you're all your tactics are in here. But there's, you know, it's easy, but it, it, but it's hard work. Like, can we just invest with you instead? Right. So that happened and I wasn't really expecting that. And then the other funny thing that happens is I teach like a live course where people like come to my office or watch our videos where essentially I'm just teaching the book. I mean, the book you can read in like three or four hours. My course takes like six or eight because it takes longer because there's like questions in and out, but it's like the, the same thing. But that was an example of the first one was an example of we were talking about something all the time. We wrote about it to share it. So it, you know, we could do that. And the other one was similar foreclosure is a thing that I like to talk about. It's that tactic, but it becomes this instant stuff where people say, Hey, I'd like to do what you're doing and I can just give it to them. So if somebody has a book, right? Like there's, there's different marketing type things in there. You even mentioned like, uh, I remember you talking about that I should go back in my front covers and kind of give uh, a link to say like, Hey, get a copy, you know, download the copy for free or download the audible for free or, or something like that. What was your pitch to people like as they're as they're thinking about yeah. like um that, about that like cuz I think on yeah. on Amazon you can get a free preview or something. Yeah, so it's a couple things and so this gets into kind of like all right, how do you turn readers into subscribers or paying customers, right? 
And so I do a couple things here. Number one, and so if you're watching the, the video version, you can kind of see this. Um, but number one is I give away the audio book and a video summary for free at the very beginning of the book. And so, yeah, like I'm saying, you can see this here. Or if you can't see this, just go to my book. It's called Published. You can look on Amazon and click the Look Inside feature and you can see this. So people, what's the last thing people want to do when they're about to read your book is probably have something else to read. And, and they would love a faster way to consume this content because yeah. everyone's busy, right? And so video and audio are often a faster, better way to consume the content. It's more engaging for the reader. But then most importantly for you, the business owner, they're giving you their contact information. So that's when, that's what you were alluding to that I was teaching your people in person at the Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind is, you know, how many of you listening to this or watching this have clicked that look inside feature? Right. Yeah. Well, now all of a sudden, when people click the look inside feature on my book, they're seeing this and th th they might be thinking Chandler's an idiot. He doesn't even know that I could you know, download this audio book or this video and I don't even have to buy the book. Of course, I know that. Right. That lead is worth way more to me than the couple bucks I'd get if they bought my book. And now instead of paying for leads, I'm either getting free leads or if they're they buy the book, I'm getting paid to get leads and they're way higher quality. So that's kind of how. I funnel a bunch of leads off of Amazon into our ecosystem uh, and help more people consume the content, all that stuff. But then one other thing that I would say that's just really simple and practical is, and you could totally go back and change this if on your book, if it makes sense, is just in the very beginning, it says, hey, do you want our help implementing this? <laughs> yeah. So book a call with the team uh, and, and we'll help create a plan for your book and tell you about how we can help. And it just, they can book a call directly um, with my team. And so that's just, and I say that again at the end of like, Hey, if this was really helpful and you want to create a plan, book a call with the team. So now we're bringing people directly from the book into actually having conversations with our sales team and doing business with us. Hey guys, a quick commercial break here, but don't worry. This one is only going to run for the next two or three episodes. I talk so much about the mastermind. It's one of my passions, getting everybody to come hang out in Austin where I get to meet you guys. Well, we just had it you know, a few weeks ago and we decided for next year we were gonna do pre-sales. We're only selling 70 tickets total for the whole country and that way we keep it nice and small where everybody meets everybody and the end of it, it's like a big giant family. Well, we put out the pre-sales last week and in the during the pre-sales we sold more than 60 tickets. So there's less than 10 spots left. 10 spots left if you wanna join us for the mastermind for next year. We're putting the date so far out there, you've got no excuses um, to be able to know that the date works. You can put it in your calendar now. And we also set up a payment plan for people to break it up into four easy payments. So if you're one of those people that have thought about going to the mastermind, have never pulled the trigger, now's the time. And it's for it's for March for next year. But you gotta go sign up now if you want that spot. I don't like selling, I don't like advertising. So we figured we would knock it out quickly. We'd knock it out you know, this first couple weeks in April for next year. So instead of working on that, we're gonna focus on value. If you do join the mastermind, you get to be a, uh, join part of our private Facebook group where we do monthly Zoom calls, where we do tactics on those calls. They're really small. There's like, you know, between 10 and 20 people on those. So you get to ask lots of questions and learn from experts. So if you are interested in signing up, go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com forward slash mastermind, realestaterockstarsnetwork.com forward slash mastermind. Go lock in your ticket. We have less than 10 spots left. You can break it up into four payments. So that way it is much easier to, to be sure to join. And I promise you, it is the least expensive mastermind out there. 
for the type of stuff that we're doing. You know, the GoBundance masterminds that I talk about that I'm a part of cost five times what we do for this. And I try to deliver twice as much value. All right, back to the podcast. So you talked about having a book, you know, dropping it all over the place, right? Like anybody where your target market might be where they're seeing that are like, oh, this is a book that I need. Then you're instantly an authority on that and it turns into a lead as a client, as an investor, as a as an anything. Now, if people are gonna be, you know, there's like local events in town, right? There's farmers markets and somebody has their booth and they're giving their book away at the booth. What should that exchange be? Right. So like, cause you're like, Hey, you can have my book for free. So the, if somebody's doing that in person, are you going, Hey, I enter our raffle and you win a book. Or are you saying like, Hey, I'll give you a free book. If you give me your email or your phone number, any ideas on how to do that exchange without, cause yeah. people are like pretty leery always on like, anytime it's like, give me your email or phone number. I'm like, I don't know. I yeah. got like a hundred emails a day already. The, any good ideas or tactics with that? Yeah. So this is exactly what I did at your conference. Um, or the mastermind is I have this low card says, get a free copy of my book published. And then on the flip side, uh, they just fill out their information. So it's name, email, phone number. Uh, and then, and then they can check yes, or they don't have to is like, Hey, yes, I'd like to work with self-publishing school to write and publish my book and would love a free one-on-one session to custom design my book strategy. So it's kind of saying, Hey, who just wants a free book and who wants to actually talk with you or your team about working together. And so, uh, it's just a simple way where, you know, if we, if I go speak at an event or if my team goes to speak at an event, we have a booth or something and we'll just say, Hey, did you get your free book yet? It's like, that's the, that's the, it's like you use the farmer's market example. That's yeah. the conversation starter, right? It's like, Hey, you get your free book yet? And someone's like, Oh no, I actually haven't yet. How's that work? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, just fill this out. I'll give you a copy of this book. And then while people, and then it just sparks up conversation where then, the team saying, Oh, Hey, what's your book about? Like if you were to write a book, what would it be about? And they're starting that conversation. And then that just kind of organically leads into um, continuing the conversation. Dude, I'm writing that down right now. Like the free book postcard. So you have the book there, but you're not actually giving it away at farmer's market. You're like, Hey, I've got one of these books. The fill this thing out. I'll send you a free book. And then you know that you're getting all of the right info we have one of my companies I'm giving the physical book in person that's the only thing i would i would alter from what you said it's like i actually have a stack of books and it's like hey do you get your free book yet and i'm giving them an actual book right there but all they have to do is just fill out the card it's like oh yeah perfect just fill this out and i'll give it to you yeah uh, and so then they fill out that thing and then while they're doing that you start chatting them up and then now all of a sudden you're adding contacts to your database um i'm, I'm just thinking through the real estate yeah. uh uh, the realtor lens is like, all right, now all of a sudden, oh, you think about buying a house, selling a house, okay? Like that's the, you know, kind of the, yeah. the, the yeah. conversation yeah. Why, I would have. While they're filling it out, right? Oh, where are you going to exactly. buy? Like how soon are you going to buy? Did you get a, do you find a lender yet? Yeah, the you can start all those qualifications. So I think maybe one of the, maybe there's a bunch more things people ask, but I think the next thing people ask is like, okay, I know I want to write a book. I know I should write a book, but man, I don't have the time to do this. Like it's re- like, or, or it's really hard or they go back to like, but I could really never, I'm a bad writer. I'm a bad, whatever. And so the, um, so what do you guys do at, at, you know, with your company that helps people with that? Or what would you say to people that feel that way? Yeah, I'd say two things. Number one is I have a process that we teach is called the more writing method. And so it's really, there's, there's eight steps to writing and publishing a book. The first four are the more writing method. It's mind map outline, rough draft editing. Um, and so 
follow the more writing method, you'll it it's the it's the process that I had your crew go through. It's like, hey, let's start mind mapping. And yep. I can't tell you how many people came up to me after that talk and said, I never thought I would write a book. Yeah. And check out this mind map <laughs> and I can do this. And so start with a mind map. That would be the very practical thing is, hey, as soon as you're done listening to this or watching um, this interview, take 15 minutes, mind map everything you could think of on the topic for your book. Um, and then practically how we help people is um, we have we guide them through the process and then we do a bunch of the legwork uh, around the actual publishing. Um, but we clarify, help clarify your idea. We meet with you one-on-one. -on -one. We assign you a coach. There's a bunch of templates to make the process easier and simpler. And then we do kind of all those final mile publishing. Like, all right, now I got to have a cover, formatting, ISBN, upload, distribution, like all that stuff. We just do all that for people so that you can do what you do well. Um, and we kind of just help help make that process easier and simpler. Yeah. Yeah, our first book that we wrote, we wrote with a coach. There was a similar experience like that. We had a few calls, you know, we worked through outlines. They helped us, you know, they asked us questions about it and we got to, we got to talk about it. So they helped us like develop it further and figure out what was, you know, going to get it. It was amazing too, at the end of that, like, you know, coaching and then mind mapping, like how big it was even just after the outline. So we're like, okay, maybe this actually feels real. Like I actually have a lot of content on here. There are a lot of steps to, you know, to how to buy a house or, you know, or, or which kind of section it starts to naturally you know, take shape. And so the, in that coaching format helped a lot because it helped too with like, you know, people, it's almost like holding us accountable. We had the deadline, we'd, we'd schedule around it. And then the second one, we had the help of a publisher. So we still had like a coach help write it, but then, um, you know, but they do, they did all the, the marketing, publishing, things like that. So it's a fun, different experience. There's lots of ways to do it, right? Lots of ways that people do that experience. You know, um, Another reason I wanted to have you on here was to, we talked about doing a, you said you've been doing these webinars, right? Where you kind of teach people a lot about this process, you know? So we went through it a little bit today, but you've actually got, but we also talked about college painting and other fun stuff. So the, what's, what are those formats like and what do you do on your webinars? And yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that, that is really, we're going to go. And so we've got one planned. Um, it's on April 25th. Um, for uh, Aaron's crew. So uh, if you're part of this community and you want to learn more about writing a book, um, come to that training. We'll talk about three things. Should you self-publish? Should you traditionally publish? Uh, we're going to talk about how do you actually get a rough draft written in as little as a weekend, which I know probably sounds kind of crazy because it is. Uh, but I'll kind of map out a process for that. And then what are the three steps to successfully launching the book and using the book to grow your business? Um, so that's uh, we're, we're hosting that live, Aaron and I, on the 25th. Uh, and uh, I think we said realestaterockstars.com forward slash book. Um, we'll have that link in the show notes and stuff, but you can go register for that training. We'd love to see you there. It should be really, really helpful to make tangible progress. So whether you're thinking, hey, I don't know if I can really do this, or I definitely want to do it, and it's on my, my goal list this year, that training should be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, we will have that stuff in the show notes, but the but just like Chandler said, it's actually realestaterockstarsnetwork.com forward, forward slash book or publishbook.com forward slash rockstar. And you guys can can register and join us for that. Like, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. Like, the funny thing is I've written a couple books and I've been learning a lot of stuff 
from Chandler about the process and some of the stuff that we probably made harder than it needed to be, you know, cause, and some of the stuff out there that's kind of like innovative and just different ways to figure out how to share your story. And there were a lot of people that on their flight home, they like finished the rough draft for their book. Like they finished at first. It was like finishing their mind mapping that day at the next break. There was a few people at the table still kind of working on their mind mapping. So, you know, when it comes to like so many of the books you've helped people write, are there any that stand out to you as like, this was really, really special or this one impacted a lot of people or, um, you know, or, or a different way that can just exemplify the power of that, how a book can reach more people than you can. Yeah. You know, the, there's, there's like ones that have done really well and ones that pull on my heartstrings, like the eight year old that we helped write a book cause her dad did a book with us and then she did it and it's a kid's book and it's, now she gets a monthly, like, quote unquote, allowance every month, but it's really just book royalties. Yeah. Uh, so that that's probably one of my favorite stories. But I think the most applicable are the two that I mentioned earlier. And because my team was telling me the other day, they were like, "Yeah, I think AJ might be one of our most successful authors ever." AJ Osborne, because he's he's raised like hundreds of millions of dollars for his fund yeah. after uh, publishing this book on storage investing. And then similar Hayden Crabtree skipped the flip. Like I think that helped him get on to bigger pockets podcast and then launch a fund, some software, like all this stuff on the back end of his real estate investing business. So those are my, a couple of my favorites that are kind of in this space specifically. Yeah. Hey, real estate rock stars. We only have a few minutes left in this episode, but before we get to the grand finale, I just want to say, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You know, podcasts are obviously free. You don't have to pay to listen to the podcast, but if you could pay one thing, if I could charge you one thing to listen to this podcast, what I would ask you to do is go, please make a review. Go to wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's on YouTube or on Apple or Android, wherever you listen to podcasts and go give me a review of the podcast. I read them. I listen to them. I try to make adjustments. You know, a couple of years ago, I had a ton of bad reviews on the sound quality or the number of advertisements, things like that. And I've really tried to dial in to add value for all of you guys. So please, please, please go do a review. If you want to get a, a copy of the toolbox of the stuff that you know, everybody that comes on the show, they give us some tactics. They give us something that we put in what we call our toolbox. And so to get that, you go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com. When you get there, click on the, the toolbox and you get access to the free gift that every person that we interview on the episode provides. There's things like, you know, uh, listing tactics, how to do a presentation, you know, how to do a newsletter, all sorts of cool, fun stuff. And if you want to talk to me, go find me on Instagram at Aaron Amuchastegui. Ask me a question. I talk to so many of you guys on there. All right, back to the show. Thanks again for being a listener. So then for, for other follow-up too, I know some people are going to join us for our, our, our webinar, but if there's other places out there that people want to like follow content that like your company's doing or you, you doing, are you on Facebook or is your company on, on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that? Or where, where would people get to find out more about what you're doing? Yeah. So the company is uh, on Facebook and Twitter and a bunch of other places. I'm on Facebook. Um, uh, but maybe the, the best place might be, you mentioned this URL earlier. If you want a free copy of my new book, um, I'll send it to you. So practicing what I preach will cover all the cost. Um, so all you have to do is go to publishedbook.com forward slash rockstar. 
Um, so published, like I published a book. So publishedbook.com forward slash rockstar. That's kind of the condensed version of a lot of what I teach. Uh, and you can go there and there's no shipping and handling. There's no catch. There's no anything. We'll, we'll print it, pack it, ship it to you, all that good stuff. So I'd say either there or join us for that live training uh, later in April. Or if you're watching this or listening to this after the fact, it'll still be there in a replay format. So those would probably be the two, bu- two best places to start. Yeah. You know, anybody that, that recently signed up to join us for next year's mastermind, we have eight. The funny thing is we've, we did pre-sales for next year already. We just finished our event a couple weeks ago. We did pre-sales for next year. We have eight seats left. So we sold out of, uh, of all the seats already, except for we have eight seats left. But the reason I bring it up is we might actually be, you know, hosting our pickleball tournament at Chandler's house. Uh, you know, when we're coming out, we're we, we having some fun. Um, for, ne- for next year. So the uh, pickleball is that fun new sport that a bunch of us are, are doing out here in Austin. I think it's probably taking over the world in a bunch of yeah. different places. So Chandler, any, any last thoughts, anything, anything else that you think that people should, should know, should hear out there about anything in life stuff, book stuff, whatever. I, I would just say, you know, if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking that's a great idea, maybe someday, maybe next year, um, I'd really encourage you to at least just try that mind map exercise. Writing a book for a lot of people, it's like, I don't have time to do this. Timing isn't right. There's never going to be a perfect time to do it. It's a, it's a, it's an investment for sure, but it's a short term investment to create a long term asset that will continue to bring in lead sales and referrals for your business. Um, or like you were kind of saying with your, uh, your, your schooling book too. It's like, oh, years later, my kid got into this school because they randomly saw and had read this book and I didn't even know that. So there's just all these offshoots that years from now, because you decided to write this book, it can really make a big difference. Yeah. We did have a, it was a crazy story recently that it was like, no, this, this wait list for this thing that you need is like six months out. And then, um, and then they called us the next day and said, you can actually come in and we get there. And they were like super fans of the book. They were super fans of my wife. And it was like, wow, who would have, who would have thought who would like, that was definitely not on the original list of how to do that. So the, you know, something else like my, I guess my final thought about, cause we're just so deep into this topic. Cause I think that it's important. One of the things I thought about with writing my book was like something that my kids could have about me when I die. The, um, you know, there's lots of videos that like, because we grew up in the world of smartphones, there's gonna be lots of videos of me, lots of stuff, my voice, lots of things like that. But when we started, you know, the book, we didn't have, I didn't have a podcast. I wasn't recording a whole bunch of stuff. And when my dad passed away, I remember going and looking at like every email he ever wrote me. I'm like rereading it over and over, like every voicemail that I still had on my phone from him, any video I had, I only had a couple because it just technology changes in the last 10 years. Um, and so I think about when Colleen and I were writing the, the first book, the five hour school week, we were thinking, you know, what were, what will our kids think when they read this? Right. And, and we were like, we think that they will know that, you know, that we love them, that we were willing to try new stuff on their behalf, that we knew we weren't perfect. There were a lot of things and messages that we got out of there that we thought about like, man, like, so why shouldn't we wait till next year or five years or 10 years from now? You never know, but it's like, you can change the world, but it's also this legacy. If you've got like people in your lives, siblings, kids, things like that, that it's something that they can, they will always have of you when they're trying to like hear your voice, see your voice, that sort of thing. So I like Chandler's last thing, right? If you guys are driving in your car or you're at home, you know, we're, we're really busy. So I know you guys are just like fitting this in when you can, but figure out a time 
you know, right away when you can take 15 minutes and start that mind map. And that mind map is just like scatter braining ideas. It's like, so what would be in my book for how to sell a house? Would well, be like lending would be a part of it. And like looking for houses would be a part of it. And open houses would be a part of it. Cause I want to tell, explain that part to people. And like, so you just start like throwing it all on this piece of paper, like a circle and a, and a word and a circle and a word. And then once it's all out there, then you can start going into like, all right, so what am I going to say about lending? All right. So they got to get pre-qualified this way. And like, oh, we should talk about loan types. And so like mind mapping is this really like cool exercise. But the idea is just like throw out all those ideas on paper and just kind of like just spitting them out. So the, um, Chandler, this was fun, man. It's always fun getting to catch up with you. I think what you do is brilliant. I love like your attitude and your smile and just the energy that you're bringing and just how successful it's been. And I even got to learn more stuff about writing a book from you today and your story. So thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm looking forward to our training too. All right, me too. Yeah, uh, listeners, you guys should join us. Realestaterockstarsnetwork.com forward slash book. And we can't wait to see you on there. And thank you for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.